Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. My name is Heather. I don't have any news and views for you this evening, but I do have uh, January the 12th um, reading through the Bible. Once again, we are in um, the Chronological Bible. So it's the one-year Bible, the Chronological Bible. It's the large print, of course, and we are reading through this in the New Living Translation. So guys, tonight's reading is a little bit uh, more lengthy than our other readings were. And so I have noticed this as you read through the Bible, you will find that some days are a little longer than others. And so, but that's exciting. Let's just get into a little bit of the meat uh, in the in the Bible here. I'm going to grab a little pillow here to put this Bible on. So anyway, you guys, so it's going to be, it's going to be great. It's going to be some great reading tonight. Um, Jacob sends um, gifts to Esau and um, he's got revenge against Shechem. And I don't know if Jacob and Esau make peace or not. I don't know. I do, but you don't, you probably know too. We'll find out tonight. And uh, Jacob returns to Bethel and of course the death of Rachel. And so we will be reading through Genesis uh, chapter 32, 33, 34, and looks like chapters 35 as well. So let's get started. So Jacob sends gifts to Esau. Uh, and this is Genesis chapter 32, verses 1 through 21. And it happened about 1909 or 1743 B.C. So as Jacob started on his way again, angels of God came to him came to meet him when jacob saw them he exclaimed this is god's camp so he named the place mahanaim then jacob sent messengers then oh, i'm sorry then jacob sent messengers ahead to his brother esau who was living in the region of sarah in the land of edom he told them give this message to my master esau humble greetings from your servant jacob until now i have been living with uh, uncle laban and now i own cattle donkeys flocks of sheep and goats and many servants both men and women i have sent these messengers to inform my lord of my coming hoping that you will be friendly to me after delivering the message the messengers returned to jacob and reported we met your brother esau and he is already on his way to meet you with an army of 400 men jacob was terrified at the news he divided his household along with the flocks and herds and camels into two groups he thought if Esau meets one group and attacks it, perhaps the other group can escape. Then Jacob prayed, O God of my grandfather Abraham and God of my father Isaac, O Lord, you told me, return to your own land and to your relatives, and you promised me I will treat you kindly. I am not worthy of all the unfailing love and faithfulness you have shown to me, your servant. When I left home and crossed the Jordan River, I owned nothing except a walking stick. Now my household fills two large camps. Oh, Lord, please rescue me from the hand of my brother Esau. I am afraid that he is coming to attack me along with my wives and children. But you promise me I will surely treat you kindly and I will multiply your descendants until they become as numerous as the sands along the seashore. Too many to count. Jacob stayed where he was for the night. Then he selected these gifts from his possessions to present to his brother Esau. 200 female goats, 20 male goats, 20 ewes, 20 rams, 30 female camels with their young, 40 cows, 10 bulls, 20 female donkeys, and 10 male donkeys. 
He divided these animals into herds and assigned each to different servants. Then he told his servants, Go ahead of me with the animals, but keep some distance between the herds. He gave, the, he gave these instructions to the men leading the first group. When my brother Esau meets you, he will ask, Whose servant are you? Where are you going? Who owns these animals? You must reply, They belong to your servant Jacob, but they are a gift for his master Esau. Look, he is coming right behind us. Jacob gave the same instructions to the second and third herdsmen and to all who followed behind the herds. You must say the same thing to Esau when you meet him and be sure to say, Look, your servant Jacob is right behind us. Jacob thought, I will try to appease him by sending gifts ahead of me. When I see him in person, perhaps he will be friendly to me. So the gifts were sent on ahead while Jacob himself spent that night, spent that night in the camp. So we'll continue. So Jacob wrestles with God. During the night, Jacob got up and took his two wives, his two servant wives, and his eleven sons and crossed the Jabbok River with them. After taking them to the other side, he went over all his possessions. This left Jacob all alone in the camp, and a man came and wrestled with him until the, until the dawn began to break. When the man saw that he would not win the match, he touched Jacob's hip and wrenched it out of its socket. Then the man said, Let me go, for the dawn is breaking. Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. What is your name? The man asked. He replied, Jacob. Your name will no longer be Jacob, the man told him. From now on, you will be called Israel, because you have fought with God and with men and have won. Please tell me your name, Jacob said. Why do you want to know my name? The man replied. Then he blessed Jacob there. Jacob named the place Peniel, which means face of God, for he said, I have seen God face to face, yet my life has been spared. The sun was rising as Jacob left Peniel, and he was limping because of the injury to his hip. Um, even today, the people of Israel don't eat the tendon near the hip socket because of what happened that night when the man strained the tendon of Jacob's hip. Jacob and Esau make peace. Then Jacob looked up and saw Esau coming with his 400 men. So he divided the children among Leah, Rachel, and his two servant wives. He put the servant wives and their children at the front, Leah and her children next, and Rachel and Joseph last. Then Jacob went on ahead, and, and as he approached his brother, he bowed to the ground seven times before him. Then Esau ran to meet him and embraced him, threw his arms around his neck, and kissed him. And they both wept. Then Esau looked at the women and children and asked, Who are these people with you? They are the children God has graciously, graciously given to me, your servant, Jacob replied. Then the servant wives came forward with their children and bowed before him. Next came Leah with her children, and they bowed before him. Finally, Joseph and Rachel came forward and bowed before him. And what were all the flocks and herds I met as I came, Esau asked. Jacob replied, They are a gift, my lord, to ensure your friendship. My brother, I have plenty, Esau answered. Keep what you have for yourself. But Jacob insisted, No, if I found favor with you, please accept this gift for me. And what, I, and what a relief to see your friendly smile. It is like seeing the face of God. Please take this gift I have brought to you, for God has been very gracious to me. I have more than enough. And because Jacob insisted, Esau finally accepted the gift. Well, Esau said, let's be going. I will lead the way. But Jacob replied, uh, you can see, my Lord, that some of the children are very young, and the flocks and herds have their young too. 
If they are driven too hard, even for one day, all the animals could die. Please, my lord, go ahead of your servant. We will follow slowly at a pace that is comfortable for the livestock and the children. I will meet you at Siram. All right, Esau said, but at least let me assign some of my men to guide and protect you. Jacob responded, that's not necessary. It's enough that you've received me warmly, my lord. So Esau turned around and started back to Seir the same day. Jacob, on the other hand, traveled on to Sukkoth. There he built himself a house and made shelters for his livestock. That is why the place named Sukkoth, which means shelters. Later, having traveled all the way from Padaram, Padan Aram, Jacob arrived safely at the town of Shechem in the land of Canaan. There he set up camp outside the town. Jacob bought the plot of land where he camped from the family of Hamor, the father of Shechem, for 100 pieces of silver. And there he built an altar, named it El Elohi Israel. El Elohi Israel. So revenge against Shechem. So this is Genesis chapter 34, verses 1 through 31. One day, Dinah, the daughter of Jacob and Leah, went to visit some of the young women who lived in the area. But when the local prince, Shechem, son of Hamor, the Hivite, saw Dinah, or Dinah, he seized her and raped her. But then he fell in love with her, and he tried to win her affection with tender words. He said to his father, Hamor, give me this young girl. I want to marry her. Soon Jacob heard that Shechem had defiled his daughter, Dinah. But since his sons were out in the fields herding his livestock, he said nothing until they returned. Hamor, Shechem's father, came to discuss the matter with Jacob. Meanwhile, Jacob's sons had come in from the field. As soon as they heard what had happened, they were shocked and furious that their sister had been raped. Shechem had done a disgraceful thing against Jacob's family, something that should never have been done. Hamor tried to speak with Jacob and his sons, but my son Shechem is truly in love with your daughter. He said, please let him marry her. In fact, let's arrange other marriages too. You give us your daughters for our sons and we will give you our daughters for your sons and you may live among us. The land is open to you. Settle here and trade with us and feel free to buy property in the area. Then Shechem himself spoke to Dinah's father and, and brothers. Please be kind to me and let me marry her. He begged, I will give you whatever you ask. No matter what dowry or gift you demand, I will gladly pay it. Just give me the girl as my wife. But since Shechem had to follow their sister Dinah, Jacob's sons responded deceitfully to Shechem and his father Hamor. They said to them, we couldn't possibly allow this because you're not circumcised. It would be a disgrace for our sister to marry a man like you. But here is a solution. If every man if every man among you will be circumcised like we are, then we will give you our daughters and we'll take your daughters for ourselves. He goes on to say, we will live among you and become one people. But if you don't agree to be circumcised, we will take her and be on our way. Hamor and his son Shechem agreed to their proposal. Shechem wasted no time in acting on this request, for he wanted Jacob's daughter desperately. Shechem was a highly respected member of his family, and he went with his father Hamor to present his, this proposal to the leaders of the town gate. These men are our friends, they said. Let's invite them to live here among us and trade freely. Look, the land is large enough to hold them. We can take their daughters as wives and let them marry ours. But they will consider staying here and becoming one people with us only if all our men are circumcised just as they are. But if we do this, all their livestock and possessions will eventually be ours. Come, 
Let's agree to their terms and let them settle here among us. So all the men in the town and council agreed with Hamor and Shechem, and every male in the town was circumcised. But three days later, when their wounds were still sore, two of Jacob's sons, Simeon and Levi, who were Dinah's full brothers, took their swords and entered the town without opposition. Then they slaughtered every male there, including Hamor and his son Shechem. They killed them with their swords, then took Dinah from Shechem's house and returned to their camp. Meanwhile, the rest of Jacob's sons arrived, finding the men slaughtered. They plundered the town because their sister had been defiled there. They seized all the flocks and herds and donkeys, everything they could lay their hands on, both inside the town and outside in the fields. They looted all their wealth and plundered their houses. They also took all their little children and wives and led them away as captives. Afterward, Jacob said to Simeon and Levi, You have ruined me. You've made me stink among all the people of this land, among all the Canaanites and Perizzites. We are so few that they will join forces and crush us. I will be ruined, and my entire household will be wiped out. But they would. But why should we let them let him treat our sister like a prostitute? They retorted angrily. Jacob's return to Bethel, which is Genesis chapter thirty-five, verses one through fifteen. Then God said to Jacob, Get ready and move to Bethel and settle there. Build an altar there to the Lord, uh, build an altar there, altar there to God who appeared to you when you fled from your brother Esau. So Jacob told everyone in his household, Get rid of all your pagan idols, purify yourselves, and put on clean clothing. We are now going to Bethel, where I will build an altar to the God who answered my prayers when I was in distress. He has been with me wherever I have gone. So they gave Jacob all their pagan idols and earrings, and he buried them under the great tree near Shechem. As they set out, a terror from God spread over the people in all the towns of that area, so no one attacked Jacob's family. Eventually, Jacob and his household arrived at Luz, also called Bethel, in Canaan. <clears throat> Excuse me. Jacob built an altar there and named the place El Bethel, which means God of Bethel. Because God had appeared to him there when he was fleeing from his brother Esau. Soon after this, Rebekah's old nurse, Deborah, died. She was, buried, she was buried beneath the oak tree in the valley below Bethel. Ever since, the tree has been called Alan Bukoth, which means Oak of Weeping. Now that Jacob had returned from Paddan Aram, God appeared to him again at Bethel. God blessed him, saying, Your name is Jacob, but you will not be called Jacob any longer. From now on, your name will be Israel. So God renamed him Israel. Then God said, I am El Shaddai, God Almighty. Be fruitful and multiply. You will become a great nation, even many nations. Kings will be among your descendants, and I will give you the land I once gave to Abraham and Isaac. Yes, I will give it to you and your descendants after you. Then God went up from the place where he had spoken to Jacob. Jacob set up a stone pillar to mark the place where God had spoken to him. Then he poured wine over it as an offering to God and anointed the pillar with olive oil. And Jacob named that place, or named the place Bethel, which means house of God, because God had spoken to him there. The death of Rachel, Genesis chapter 35, verses 16 through 27. Leaving Bethel, Jacob and his clan moved on toward Ephrath. But Rachel went into labor while they were still some distance away. Her labor pains were intense. After a very hard delivery, the midwife finally exclaimed, Don't be afraid, you have another son. Jacob was a, uh, Rachel was about to die. 
but with her last breath, she named the baby Ben-Onai, which means son of my sorrow. The baby's father, however, called him Benjamin, which means son of my right hand. So Rachel died and was buried on the way to Ephrath, that is Bethlehem. Jacob set up a stone monument over Rachel's grave, and it can be seen there to this day. Then Jacob traveled on and camped beyond Migdal of Elder, Eder, I'm sorry. While he was living there, Reuben had intercourse with Bilhah, his father's concubine, and Jacob soon heard about it. These are the names of the twelve sons of Jacob. The sons of Leah were Reuben, Jacob's oldest son, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, and Zebulun. The sons of Rachel were Joseph and Benjamin. The sons of Bilhah, Rachel's servants, were Dan and Naphtali. The sons of Zilpah, Le uh, Leah's servants, were Gad and Asher. These are the names of the sons who were born to Jacob at Padam Aram. So Jacob returned to his father, Isaac, in Mamre, which is near Kiriath Arbu, now called Hebron, where Abraham and Isaac had both lived as foreigners. So thank you guys so much for joining me on today's um, uh, reading of God's word. And uh, tomorrow, good Lord willing, if he doesn't come and take us and something doesn't happen to me, um, we will go on to January the 13th. And that's going to be Descendants of Esau. And then we'll be in, if you want to read ahead, chapters uh, uh, Genesis 36. And we'll read through Genesis looks like Genesis 36 and we'll actually sprinkle in a little bit of a uh, first Chronicles chapter 2 so this will be exciting um, you guys uh, descendants of Esau the original peoples of Edom and then of course rulers of Edom and uh, descendants of Israel so it's gonna be super fun um, I'm so glad you guys are coming along with me on this and I really do thank y'all so much for the support and you know joining in and listening uh, you know, it's helping me stay accountable. That's for sure. <laughs> and I'm hoping the word of God is blessing you guys as much as it's blessing me. And so, um, and of course, after that, it'll be the 14th of January. Good Lord willing. And that's when we get into Joseph's dreams. And of course, Joseph is sold into slavery. All kinds of fun stuff is coming up. So, um, guys, you know, get in the word of God. Let the word of God get into you. And uh, Maranatha, Lord Jesus, Maranatha. Ah, oh, I tell you, exciting days are happening. I mean, perhaps today the Lord could come back and take us home. Oh my goodness, wouldn't that be wonderful? And we're commanded to be watchful. We are to be watching and waiting for our Lord's soon return. And so, oh boy, oh, what a blessing. What a day that's going to be. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. And may God bless each and every one of you.